Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with my co-host, Ryan Catches. Ryan, how you feeling? Let's get it, man. It's time to get it, y'all. We got LeVon Lewis in the studio. We in here with Cisco, and the men are in the studio. Yes, the men are in the studio, and we talking betrayal. Let's get it. Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, my co-host, Ryan Ketchum. I can already tell, man. It's going to be a powerful one right here. You need to watch, too. I just went to when I was a child. My mom. To get that white man's option out of his pursuit, me, I ran. I want donkey. This is dope. You need to have a person. There you go. Fam, we are in here. We are in here live. Drop a flame in the chat if y'all in here with us right now. It is going to be a phenomenal show. Y'all saw the thumbnail. Y'all are in here now, and it's going down. Yeah, man. See, the thing is, I'm going to be honest. We've been talking to a lot of ladies lately. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. So I'm a little fatigued. I'm happy to have the fellas so we can, you know, get some different perspective. Get some different yeah, perspective. That's, that's healthy. We need that. No, nah, absolutely, man, because we got a lot of men that's in the chat here today and that just in general watch the show, and they also got a story to tell, too. All right? We got feelings, too, ladies. <laughs> All right? And we about to talk about it here today, and we're doing it with these two very amazing brothers. I'm very excited to have this author in here, which we got something very special. All right? So hang around to the end of the show. Because we're going to bring y'all something very special. Great announcement. Big announcement that, uh, that this brother here is doing. But this brother here has released an incredible book that has inspired this entire episode here on betrayal. 
But you've probably seen his face before because he's been all over national TV. It's been what Queens Court. It's been I mean basketball wives. And I mean, ladies, because we got a big lady on. The ladies know. Yeah, the <laughs> ladies, y'all know, speaker, author, and now you are here today on Harley Initiated. We are in here with LaVon Lewis. Thank you so much and welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. We just figured you guys should share the stage with some of the men so we came to interrupt the flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we got issues too and, uh, you know, some things that we got to figure out. So I think y'all going to be able to give us some really great perspective on that. No, absolutely, yeah. man. And and he's sitting next to a brother that's also no stranger. All right, we've been seeing <laughs> this brother on TV for a long, long time. I'm talking about several seasons on Love and Hip Hop, CEO and famous music producer <laughs> who has worked with some of the most famous famous celebrities, man, that we all grew up listening to. And now he's here today talking to us, fam, on Hardly Initiated. Cisco Rosado, welcome to the show, my brother. What's up, everybody? How y'all feeling, man? Good, man. Listen, they grabbing their popcorn tonight. They grabbing their popcorn, yeah. man. And we're going to really, man, we're we going to have a real conversation, you know, tonight, too, because when LaVon brought this concept to me and this conversation to me, uh, it's very important, man, because we get a lot of emails from our listeners, probably about five to ten emails a day. Mm. And a lot of it is from the ladies, but the brothers are reaching out to us, too. And we don't really... Uh, we hear all the time the things that the ladies go through. We know that the ladies out here getting their heart broke. We know that the ladies are having these situations here and there in, you know, uh, in relationships. And we showcase that on a platform and provide solutions. But the men also are having situations that are not being much, you know, that don't really get much light. And we want to shed a bit of light on that here today. And big shout out to your book. As a matter of fact, your book here uh, that you are putting here and that we're going to be bringing to the people today on Betrayal. First of all, before we even get into it, just give me some inspiration on what decided, or what led you to want to bring this book to us and to the world. Well, I think I like what you just mentioned. I like the fact that, you know, sometimes we don't talk about how men feel. In relationships, we talk about, you know, the women have the feelings, right? But sometimes we operate like men should be you know, robots, like we don't have emotions, feelings, things like that. So I just cover a lot of real stories about betrayal, whether it's from, you know, my parents or whether it's from relationships. I cover a lot of my significant relationships in the book. Yeah. And the whole point is teaching people how to identify it, get through it, get over it, and then how to respond afterwards. Because the response is always, it should be a positive thing, you know, how to heal from it how to move forward, how to be a good person. And so that's the whole point of the book. I get it. So if we can just kind of start there, I want to get a good a feel about this because I can imagine you talked a, a bit about some of this stuff in your book because as it relates to betrayal, have you experienced personally and, you know, le levels of betrayal and particularly in your relational life? Oh, definitely. There's, you know, there's a lot of different types of betrayal, right? Okay. One is... You get into the loyalty factor, you know, when you think that you have someone close to you and they'll turn on you. You got the lying factor, you got cheating, and you got just displaying public information that you, sometimes we have like pillow talk, right? Mm. You know, and you talk to your girl or your wife or something like that. And then if that information gets out or they tell, all of a sudden we're not protected. And we don't think about that when it comes to men. You know, we think about, Men will marry and commit to someone that feels safe. Facts. Right? 
And we don't often talk about that. Our heart has to be safe. You know, we have to feel like that's a person has their back, that I have a partner, right? And when that is broken, that's betrayal. And we often don't talk about it. So how does a man heal from that? You know, and we often talk about, you know, different types of things, like when a man may cheat or when a man does different things or he goes out or he talks to his friends. But sometimes we're just pushed away, right? Mm. And sometimes we feel betrayed. We may not say that word, but sometimes we feel betrayed or disappointed and things like that. First of all, discussing the pillow talk, major <laughs> offense. Oh, my God. Major, been, major this, offense. This is the thing. I've been hearing pillow talk, just the phrase, since I was probably like 13. Yeah. Like no pillow talk. That yeah. was like the, the, the golden rule. That was. But for the people who who not familiar with pillow talk, give <laughs> us some insight into what pillow talk actually is. Well, pillow talk is a cold word between a man and a woman. It's, it's literally pillow talk on the pillow, right? But it's just the private conversations you have with your woman. You know, so it's kind of like if I tell my woman something privately, I don't want her to tell her mom or her aunt or her brother, things like that. It's meant for you and I as partners to talk, and it stays right there. And so whenever it goes outside of that, that's when, that's when the betrayal comes. Because what happens is if, if I tell my woman something and she tells her mom, all of a sudden I have to go to Thanksgiving with her mom. I don't know how her mom perceives me now based on what you told her or your perception of what we discussed. Yeah. Right. Unless we agree. Right. But if we don't agree, it should stay within the house. So that's what pillow talk is. So now I want to I want to make it a little personal because I want you just fellas to reflect back on your relationships with ladies in particular. How would you describe or what would you describe to be the biggest form of betrayal that you personally may have experienced with a woman? Oh, th- th- well, that would be one of them, you know, having information that's in home. Right. Or information between me and a a young lady that got made public. In addition, I would say, you know, we all as guys deal with this. We've all been cheated on. Right. And things of that nature. Um, But the biggest form of the first part of what I mentioned, I had a situation with a young lady I was in a relationship with that, you know, we had a good relationship. It was amazing. It lasted quite some time. But uh, we had a disagreement about something and she told her dad and her uncle. Right. And so it all of a sudden changes the perception of who you are. Like I mentioned, I have to go to Thanksgiving. You know, I got to look at dad. I got to look at uncle, right? When something should have stayed within the home and you should have felt protected, you see? Mm-hmm. And so those things are big things because you change the perception of what the family thinks. That's a big deal. And it can just change the course of everything. And Cisco, I want to get Cisco in this conversation because they 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 ready for you in the chat, Cisco. <laughs> they like who who's betraying who who's doing the betraying. That's what they <laughs> So Cisco, what, what do you think about some of the things that Levon is saying about about betrayal? Um, I mean, you know, first off, I gotta say I think the platform that you guys have is is amazing, you know, because it really isn't anything else out there like it in terms of, you know, um giving men an opportunity kind of to discuss things that, you know, are kind of hard to discuss in normal settings. You know, I'm like, I come from the hood. I come from the street. Before music, before TV and all that, you know, I grew up up on the projects in Brooklyn where it was like you couldn't really discuss your emotions or your feelings about women or relationships. You know what I mean? Because you was just taught to be, you know, kind of hard where you had to conceal that kind of stuff. And I think that's important, you know, to discuss on a bigger platform because it's like the the pain that you f- that you deal with going through relationships uh, with women will, will lead to trauma that you'll deal with for the rest of your life, you know? 
to some capacity. So, um. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, like, you know, for starters, I'll say that. And in terms of, uh, you know, just um, dealing with betrayal, I mean, yeah, I've done with, I, I've dealt with it on many different levels and, you know, different situations. So, I mean, you got to kind of pick one for me to even <laughs> figure out, you know, especially being an entertainer. I've been in entertainment my whole life, you know, since I was a teenager. I've been doing this. So it's like you can imagine the lifestyle and the interaction, especially being, you know, an entertainer that deals with other entertainers, you know, like in relationship with women that are also, mm-hmm. you know, artists and actresses. That's all I've been really you knowing since I was a kid. So it's always been some type of, you know, issue. I can only imagine. So if if when you reflecting, because first of all, that makes a lot of sense. I can only imagine what that comes with and that the industry in general. But when you reflect back on just your relationships personally, was there one form of betrayal that you dealt with with a young lady that just stood out? Because you talk about the trauma and the trauma that that leaves. Was it one that just was particularly worse than any other? Yeah, I think um, when I got married, you know, that was probably the biggest. Okay. And, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't know that I was even married. I kind of kept it under the wraps because, you know, I was filming, you know, television shows and kind of, you know, uh, existing in a certain persona because the majority of my fan base, from what I realized, you know, when I... I would talk to the media department and see the analytics. It was like it was female. Mm. So females would keep me on TV. Females would keep me active outside, you know, in the in the media space. So I knew I had to cater to that. So me telling the world that I was married Not obviously wasn't yeah, it wasn't gonna work for me. So I had to kinda hide that, you know. Wow. So because I was kinda hiding that, you know, my wife at the time, you know, I feel like she you know, kind of took advantage of the fact that it was like, okay, cool. So we keeping our marriage a secret. All right, well, I can, you know, mm. I can go have some fun. Wow. Because mm. the world don't know about us anyway. Wow. You know what I mean? And yeah, so I was a, you know, I was a person who dealt with that, especially, you know, and, and you know, the reality is, I mean, it's, it's just so many different uh, perspectives and ways you can look at it. And, and you know, uh, it's really hard because I, I hate to point fingers at women and, you know, classify them, you know, by certain character, you know, characteristics or personality traits. But, you know, I fell victim to the like, OK, cool. You want more? I'll do more. I'll work more. But the more I work, the more I'm not here. Mm. I can give you more, but I got to go make that happen. Right. So now I go and I bust my ass to make that happen. And then when I come back home and I figure out okay cool there's something else going on with you and I ask you and I get to the meat of it like what is going on I find out there's something going on because you're lonely you ain't seen me in two months 
because I'm in LA, I'm in Miami, I'm in Atlanta. Like I'm, I'm, I have to, you want this bigger house, you want this bigger Mercedes, you want this, you know, uh, a bigger diamond chain. Like you want these things. I have to go make that. That doesn't, you know, appear. So it's, it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very complicated, you know, type of situation to figure out. I like what he mentioned earlier about like trauma. Right, so trauma manifests in a lot of different ways. Uh, sometimes it can create trust issues, you know, between a man and a woman. It could create the ability for a man to just feel rejected. You know, that stuff is hard to get over if you don't do the self-help uh, within your, yourself and relationship. And m- most of the time I tell people, you got to be honest with yourself because sometimes in these situations you create things yourself or if even if you break up with a young lady for a reason, I always like to look at myself first to say, okay, their character made them do this, but is there something that I did as well that I can work on for the next relationship? But that trauma is a deep thing that can last a lifetime if you don't recognize it or, or work on it yourself. You know, it can create a lot of different things. Okay, so I like what, you, what you're saying here because we actually had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about this, talking about cheating, right? Mm. And it was cheating specifically, and I would say in general, some, some betrayal, just other betrayal aspects. But the conversation was about, hey, if you're in a relationship with someone, is there ever any good reason to betray somebody? Like if you're in a relationship, for example, your woman is not getting what she needs and she's saying, hey, you know, you're not supportive enough or you're not present enough or I'm feeling lonely, I'm going through these things. Is there ever a good reason for somebody to betray? I don't think there's ever a good reason. Here's the thing. If we're at odds in a relationship, let's say like what he mentioned, if somebody's like lonely or something like that, I think we have to, and not talking specifically to his situation, but I think we have to just tell the person, you know what I mean? So if you're, if the person is gone or something like that, or you just say, Hey, based on what's happening, I feel lonely. I think we need to do X. And if that doesn't happen, you have to make a different decision. But I don't think that's ever a reason to be, to betray unless it's by accident. And if it's by accident, you got to acknowledge it and fix it. But everything is a conversation. It's all about conflict resolution and conversation. And so, I want to go back to those four because you said just mm. so for, for the people that may have just came in, you broke betrayal down into four areas. You said it was cheating. It was lying. It was disclosing private information. And what was the last one? Lack of loyalty. With us as men, which one do you think is the hardest for us to be able to just get over? I think cheating. Yeah. Def- right. Definitely. <laughs> right. and, and women are a little tougher than they are. Than us when it comes to that, but it's just something about us visualizing our woman with another man that we just we just can't get over. Women sometimes will say, "Well, <laughs> women sometimes will say, well, if it wasn't a relationship or your emotions weren't involved, maybe I can get over the physical." Men, we don't even want to picture it, even if it hadn't happened yet. Exactly, yeah. facts. It, you know, it's just something with our ego, and something with just just the fact that. I don't own that situation, you know what I mean? That, you know, I don't, I'm not in the situation and it's, I, I didn't do enough for her not to go somewhere else. We just have an issue with that. First of all, I second that. I, I, think, I, sure. think, I think everybody would agree with that one. Cisco, you, you on board? Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, I'm gonna tell you something that I learned uh, years ago. Um, shout out to Tank, uh, my, my brother. Um, he taught me something. You know, he said, Cisco, you have to learn how to separate love from ego. It's not the same thing. It can feel like the same thing sometimes. 
sometimes, you know, but it's not. So a lot of the times, you know, when we talk about them, you know, situations where it's like, you know, we with somebody and they cheated or they might be interested in, you know, somebody else and, and it like affecting us or hurting us. It might not necessarily be the love we have for them. It might more so be the ego that we have within us that's bothered by it. You know, so I, you know, for me, I really, really have to care for you deeply for me to be bothered by you being interested in somebody else or even being with somebody else. Because I'm of the mind state now, you know, I'm a little older now. Mm. I'm like, hey, man, you know, um, shit, a wise man told me, uh, you know, uh, let a woman uh, do what she wants to do. That would show you what she'd rather do, you know. Right. So go ahead. People you know, are going to be wherever yeah, they want to I would tell you something real quick, right? Um, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier. I'm not going to say his name. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today, and uh, we were out. Uh, we were at uh, MCK in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know, you know yeah. on Friday, that yeah. shit just be like insane. <laughs> right. You know, just be all all the women. And anyway, we, you know, he met a beautiful woman. So he starts going out on dates with her, whatever. And, you know, he's like, Day and day, and he's going hard with it, you know. And then, uh, you know, he said, uh, "Yeah, I was talking to him early. He's like, you know, yeah, I'm, you know." I said, it, "It looks like it's getting serious." He said, "Yeah, man, you know, I'm, the, I'm already telling her, man, you know, you know, just listen, stay home, you know, let, let's, let's, let's try to build this me and you thing." And I said, "Yo, bro, you're making a mistake." Mm. And he was like, "Yo, what you mean? This was today." And he said, "What you mean?" I said, "Bro, you need to tell her everything that you know that's popping in Atlanta and every like." Go here, the football players are there. Go here, the hustlers are. There. Go, go. Like if she asks you for your advice about what's hitting in land, you know, in in the city, tell her the best possible places that you can think of. He said, "Why would I do that?" I said, "So you can put her in the face of temptation, because mm. you want to know what you have if you invest in that kind of time, effort, energy, and money. Because dating women is a business. I agree, and it's an exp- it's an expensive business." You know, so before you continue to do those things, you know, don't shelter her from temptation. Open that that door and let this, you know, let, see if it flies out. So obviously he didn't like that. You know right, I mean? right. And I'm trying to, you know, but it is what it. This is the way. It's my mindset. You know, in in 2024, it's how I feel, and it's how I would do if I met somebody that I felt was special. Is is that something that you feel like you should have done before you got into marriage personally or your end? Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, um, you you really want to see. Sometimes we might feel that we're ready, but we're not. Whether it's a male or female, I might think she's the most amazing person. She might think I'm the most amazing lit dude out here. All that, but she still may not psychologically be ready for a commitment. Because a, a true commitment says, "I won't." deal with nobody else you won't deal with nobody else and that shit is really really hard for people to truly do do yeah we could talk about it all day and night we could act like we're gonna do it and we could be like ain't nobody looking yo vaughn tell her let's go send you know (laughs) get get the uber we out (laughs) <laughs> get the Vaughn here use your credit card for the risk card and I'm gonna just I'm gonna cash out you back for that you know I mean? we could do all this shit but the reality is you know it's unnecessary because the truth is you're just not ready 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, you know what I mean? the, the level of commitment is crazy. I was married 15 years. I got married at 24. So I met a lot of women dating and things like that. And some would tell you directly, hey, I'm a wife kind of thing, right? But the level of commitment to be a wife or a husband, people have no idea. You know, mm-hmm. you haven't met a lot of people that have been with someone so long. My, my ex, I was with 17 years. I was married 15, right? And so the level of what he's saying about ignoring temptation, even your energy when you walk in a room. I mean, it's a high level of discipline. Now, there was a young lady here, and I'm married. I cut my energy off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the text messages, the phone calls, the DMs. It's like if you're ready 20, 30 years for that level, that's hard for people to imagine. You don't know until you get into it. You know, and so if you're requesting that of a man, you got to give it back. And a lot of people aren't ready to just reciprocate that. So now what Cisco was saying about the pretty much a loyalty test. Yeah. Right. You also kind of have these things in place where you attest a, a, a young lady's loyalty up until the commitment. I test all the time. OK. Well, OK. Give me some <laughs> ideas. Test. Give me some suggestions. Give me some ideas. How, how are you testing? I look for consistency in communication. Mm-hmm. I look for what he mentioned. I put him in the fire in the mist of other guys and things of that nature to see how they respond. Um, mm. My biggest piece is, my biggest test, and my biggest thing that's a make or break with a relationship is conflict resolution. So when you get mad or when you drink or something like that, how do you treat me? How do you talk to me? What's your tone? Because I don't think that's ever an excuse to yell or get out of pocket or be condescending to anybody. It's, to me, it's never an excuse. And I don't take the excuse of, well, I was drinking, or well, it was late, or I was tired. I don't use that excuse. I'm not perfect, right. but, but I don't use that excuse because in the midst of whatever, if I have a bad day, I still respect you. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so it's just really, we're talking about sustainability. You know, if you, we're not talking about dating somebody for six months. If I'm gonna be with somebody for 20 years, I sustain that by not ripping them apart every time I get mad. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I want to talk about that second one. So you talk about bringing it, you introducing the lady to the to the wolves, so to speak. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, because I've been in situations where I've been amongst some, you know, very qualified men, some very successful men. And, you know, they, a couple of them might have their lady around. And it's always that one that you just like, how does she get up in here? That's true. You know, but I want you to give the ladies in particular and the, and the gentlemen some perspective, both of you guys, on how should a lady that, you know, wants to display, she wants to display trust, loyalty, commitment, how should she present herself and position herself amongst other, you know, very qualified men, assuming she's with you? Right. I just think it, it, it all starts with her mindset and her energy, right? Her energy should feel like she's friendly, she's nice, but totally hands off, right? So, and throwing them to the wolves doesn't mean you literally do it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we might, to it. Right, right. We might be in an environment. It could be me, Cisco, and a bunch of people. And you can just observe her energy as different guys say hello, uh-huh. as different guys hug her. And people don't think these details matter, but how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So if you hug somebody a little too long, shake their hand a little too long, stare a little too long, all that stuff means something. It's, it's not an insecurity. It's not anything like that. All these little things mean something. And so one thing can lead to the next and lead to the next and lead to the next, right? So you just want to make sure that, always make sure that if I'm in an environment and I'm around young ladies and I'm in a relationship, that if my woman was standing right here and she was invisible, what would she think mm-hmm. about any interaction, what I say, my vocal tone, how I stare, all these kind of things. 
And that's how you keep yourself in line. And that's how I judge the young lady. So if, again, like I mentioned earlier, if you want that out of a man to feel safe, you got to return it. And it's not like rules. It's not restricted. It's not a jail cell. It's just how you sustain a long-term relationship. You got to do stuff like this. Exactly. You don't want to have her around certain people. She got that fan energy. <laughs> oh my You know, that God. fan energy. That's, uh, nah. It, that's bad. I mean, we, know, we, we, we actually have experienced that and it's, it's very uncomfortable. Nah, it's, it's very it's like, uncomfortable. It's like, yo, this is not your girl, man. Like, she needs to get away from me right now. She needs to get, <laughs> right. you know, another, another very important test, mm. I would say too, because I'm, I'm dating a young lady too and this is actually very important and this is probably some of the more advanced tests, but it's actually being vulnerable with the young woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like really giving her some information. Yeah. That is real, you know, that that real close that's true. to you. That's true. Gaming information and watch what she do with that. Now, obviously, that's still I say advanced because you just can't be willy nilly right. with what you tell them because now we open ourselves up to that one aspect of betrayal that you spoke about prior. Mm -hmm. But seeing how a woman handles um, you know, information that might be sacred to you says a lot about her and how safe we gonna feel with this woman long term. Well, what, what what is the threshold on that? Because you had Shaq, the OG, he came out, he had a viral clip that basically said, look, that. Th yeah, this is you at none. No, no sharing at all with a woman. It's never gonna benefit you. It's always gonna come back to bite you. Right. So, so I am curious to if you guys do think that it is a level of vulnerability that you you know are okay to share with a woman, where do you draw the line at? Here's what I would say. I would I, so I partially agree with that, right? I think that if you if you're meeting women and you don't know them to that degree yet, no, right? But if it's that, and we all know this, if it's that one that you're like, all right, I'm serious about her, I think you rob the young lady of truly getting to know you if you're not vulnerable. It's the chance you take if you want to fall in love. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's kind of like if I meet a young lady, and vulnerable doesn't mean telling her all of my business, but it means telling her emotionally how I feel, being emotionally available. So if she hurts me, if she makes me happy, or if I'm insecure about a particular thing, I owe it to her to tell her, to tell her how to treat me. Yeah. And I, I just owe it to her. Because if she doesn't get that, how does she know who I am? You yeah. know, and she and it'd be four or five years later, we're arguing about something that she didn't even know that I'm sensitive to. Yeah. So the con of that is it cannot work and I can get hurt. But the good thing about getting hurt is you get conditioned and that thing doesn't hurt me as much anymore. And you get tougher, bigger, and stronger. That's a fact. So, so you can't fall in love with somebody just halfway being vulnerable, not telling them anything. I don't believe that. I think you got to just go all in and take that chance. Cisco, what's your thoughts on being vulnerable with, with the ladies? Yeah, I ain't telling them shit. God bless you guys. That's where you at. But the Lord, you got to tell that one, over Cisco. I'm, that not, one. I'm not telling them shit. It, and tell, it, tell us why. Time. It's a true. It's a, it's the truest test of character. You know, um, I understand what Shaq was saying. I don't think maybe he because I saw it and I know it went viral. I think the I think it was misinterpreted maybe mm. from my uh, you know perspective. Yeah. But you know what he was saying was a hundred percent right because guys do that shit all the time. They meet women and they tell them too fucking much. Shut the fuck up. That's your business. Listen, a woman. Uh, uh, you don't when think you if you meet that one, Cisco, the one. No, not, not everybody. You don't know one. that. But you, it, that time, my friend, time. Time is your biggest ally, asset, enemy, and everything else. It really is. It's time. 
you know, and we don't respect it enough because it's what shows who someone really is. I'm talking about even from your homeboy. Like you might meet some. You ever had a homeboy that was like, "Yo, that's my man. I I fuck with him, man. And, that's, and, and we, we solid and, and, and shit. If I was ever in trouble, you know, I know I would call him. And then something happens, and then you realize he wasn't really like your homeboy like that. You know, he did something grimy or try to steal from you. It happens, yeah. right? Yeah. The only you know way you're gonna learn that is time. It's the same thing with women. So when Shaq said it, I understood it, and uh, and you know, again. Um, for me, it's going to take time. Uh, uh, the, if you came to me 10 years ago when I was, like, really just in the world, and I was just I, I was just jumping on from plane to plane. I was just out of control, you know, running around this fucking business uh, without a thought, you know. Um, yeah, I probably would have been like, yeah, sure, yeah, no, what are you talking about? Tell them everything. But, no, um, I, I definitely feel at this point in my life it's going to take some time for me to really share you know, personal details about my life, even even where I live, where I stay, like what my kids' names are. If you can't figure it out on Google, then I'm not going to, like so many details, I'm just going to withhold until I really get to know, you know, uh, if you are somebody I really want to share the information with. Look, I, I agree with time. I guess I'm saying if you're with a young lady for a significant amount of time, let's say if she talks to you in a way that's emasculating. I think vulnerable is being vulnerable is she should know that because maybe she just talks like that. Maybe she's direct and she doesn't know. So I can tell her, hey, when you talk like that, that doesn't work for me. That's all I'm saying. You know, if, if they don't know that, they'll just continue to do whatever they do. And that manifests in a lot of different situations. But that's, a, that's there's beauty saying. in that, too. Juan. You understand when they do that, please <laughs> let them do it. For sure. Yeah. Because right from there, you know, you grab the bill. Check, please. <laughs> fuck on. I'm sorry. Can I curse on the platform? You, 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 okay? you, 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 no, you just get on. You know, no. um, <laughs> I forgot a homeboy of mine. He broke it down to me. He, I don't know how he had the analytics. He said, Cisco, there are 4.6 billion women on planet. Why stress over one? If you don't find what you want, man, just keep going. You know, I, Vaughn is a, is a friend. I'm, I'm here because of him. You know what I mean? Not because I love the platform which you guys got going on, but I just don't do a lot of interviews. I'm not really into social media. To, I need to get more with it, but that's not really my thing. You know what I mean? I like to live my life. I give so much to television that I just want to keep something for myself, right? Mm-hmm. But Vaughn called me, so boom, I'm here, right? And he's somebody that, you know, um, I think, you know, I care about as a friend because I think he's like a great guy, right? And the, sometimes... It's great to be a great guy, but sometimes the problem with that is that, you know, women, they don't appreciate it, man. It's it's so, it's such, again, it's a great platform to kind of, right. like, Rubik's Cube unpack, right. yeah. you know, Da Vinci Code, this shit. Because I don't know what the rhyme or reason or the answer to any of it is. I really don't. It almost feels like sometimes, like, you know, the worse you treat them or... The more you ignore them, the more they'll want you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To some extent. But if you, you know, like Babyface, you buy their clothes, you pay their bills, you know, you cook their dinner too, they, uh, they you know, they, they tend to not appreciate it or respect it, you know? And because I've been there. So, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a difficult scenario to so, try to figure out. I, I, I think that's ask. very reflective of 
how most I think it is like we are at odds about this. It's it's a 50-50 thing. You got men that's like absolutely not because of the, a lot of the reasons you stated. And then you got the men that are like, hey, well, it is some level of patience and vulnerability that you can have. But to Cisco's point, we actually had one of our callers, one of our initiates call in. And that's something that he's really dealing with. Yeah. He wind and dine a young lady. He's taking her on trips. He's doing all the most gentlemanly things. But he's not getting respected in the relationship. So I do think and he it, started doing it fast and he started doing fast. So I do think a part of it uh, about our uh, close offness to this level of vulnerability is because there are some women that will take advantage of it. And I'm not sure all of them, you know, I'm sure a lot of them know what they're doing, but some of them genuinely don't. Right. You know, right. so can you talk about, you know, from an ideal perspective and you, you as well, as if you were, if you did decide to share some level of information, how a woman should receive that and handle that in the best way. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, either one. Well, I, I'll speak to that. And, um, yeah, love Cisco. I, I think that, um, so with me, I'm often misunderstood sometimes by women, right? I am a nice guy. I am thoughtful, right? But I am not a nice guy at the same time, <laughs> if that makes sense. I'm very firm. I have boundaries. Um, I'm slow to get into a relationship. And I'm very decisive if that doesn't work, right? So, uh, so what that looks like, if I meet a young lady, it may take some time for me to get serious. But when I get serious, there's certain ways I want to be treated because I'm going to treat you the way I think you need to be treated. And if it doesn't work, I'm decisive about getting out of it. And uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's pretty decisive, I'll say that. It's respectful, but it's like, hey, I don't want this and these are the reasons why, and I'm out, and I don't circle the block. So... Um, I think that's just a misconception sometimes when a guy's nice. It doesn't mean, you know, he doesn't have a backbone. It doesn't mean you can run over him. He just decides to be kind and thoughtful. And when that doesn't work, he makes a different decision, and that's me. Mm. Do you think the ladies see that? Do you, do you think that, that they see – do they see just nice guy, or are they able to see, hey, when this it, is just a gentleman? When it comes it, to me? Yeah, in specific. Um, it takes a really emotionally intelligent woman to see it, you know, and they have to have experience. Right, because um, some see it up front and some find out later. You know, <laughs> I try to get perspective on that because I think because we, we got, I mean, we got nice guys, and we get the the testimony from the quote unquote nice guys, yeah. and it's just not it's not pretty. It's so, never good because when you think of nice in particular, and we could probably draw a line in the sand for clarity here. There's probably a difference between kind and nice. That's it. Because when we talk about the nice guy, we think about somebody who is going to compromise himself in situations. Yep. Yeah, but, but let me jump in because that's not necessarily true in my opinion. Mm. It, um, you know, I'm a nice guy to some extent. I might be a little rough around the edges, but I compromise myself all the time to make people around me happy. You know what I mean? I would say Cisco is. Yeah, like what? he could, like I'm really a fucking nice he guy. Really, I give you my seat, give yeah. you my coat. He will. Yeah, I, you know, I give you the shirt off my back any day of the week. It's the trauma from doing that and getting shitted on in return. That's true. That makes me a little rougher around the edges. But I was brought up right. You know, my mom, I was brought up around women. But see, you know, but see, when they call guys dogs, sometimes this is what happens, right? It is is you'll be nice and you get a little damage, and they're like, "Well, they're dogs, or they cheat, or this or that." It, 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 it oftentimes early on we do the right thing, and that and that damage just just it manifests different ways. Yeah, but that's also you know, uh, look, man. The reality is, if 
if if I date if I if I, if I'm single and I'm dating you know three different women to try to figure out who I want, I might be considered a dog. But if a woman goes out and dates three or four different men, she's you know trying to figure out how, what her options are, right? I think it's 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 an unfair perspective, you know. Uh, I've never been into like this is you know, and I've never spoke about this, but I'll. It's the perfect platform to talk about it. I've never been into serial dating and having multiple women, despite what the perception is of, you know, when you've seen the Love and Hip Hop persona and the Creep Squad and all that other stuff, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, it's it's television, right? Right. So right. let's keep things in perspective, right? right? The reality is that, you know, um, if you ask me my personal preference uh, versus, you know, one good woman versus 20 women, I got to try to figure out how quality they are. I'm going to pick that one good woman, right? So, you know, it's just finding that one good woman. It, you know, it, it's it's challenging. It's difficult, you know, in this landscape. It really is, especially when you're somebody that your reputation or just your name precedes you. Mm-hmm. That's different. I was way more successful in relationships before I was, you know, someone that people recognized, you know, because then it's like they have an agenda and I don't even know what it is. It takes me fucking four dates to figure out what that really is. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know. You nah, know. I get it, man. I, and, and I want to ask this too, kind of going back to this, I want to circle back a little bit. We Because we had, um, this is a perfect, we got, I got the men here. We had two divorce attorneys come on the platform. They were both ladies. And they were telling us um, about when infidelity typically occurs in marriage. She said what's very interesting is that men talk a lot about how, you know, we struggle with cheating, we'll never accept it, so on and so forth. But she said actually when cheating occurs in marriage, men do not leave. Hmm. She Mm. said usually it is the women that are filing for divorce due to infidelity, Hmm. not the men. The men are sitting in there figuring out how to make it work. And it's interesting because wow. I wanted to get some perspective from, from you, Cisco, because obviously you've been married and you had these situations happen in real Definitely. life. What was your first thought? Because that's, again, the toughest betrayal that we all agree that we can face as men in marriage, the most sacred relationship we can have with a woman. So when that occurs, what's your first thought or your first course of action you know, as a man? First thing you think of is what did I do wrong? And then the second thing you think of is what can I do better? Because again, you know, there's a strong line between love and ego. And I'm telling you, I keep preaching that because like I said, a friend of mine, you know, uh, positioned it to me and it, it, when he first said it, it was like a fucking grenade. Like it just it 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 went at me, but it took a while for it to blow up in my head. And like, yeah, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of times we feel like upset and and angry and and you know because of a situation, and we don't realize it's really our ego that was really affected more than anything else. You know, because here's the truth: love is. It's a highway. It's a street that goes both ways. And the minute that it just goes one way, it doesn't exist anymore. 
It only exists in your head. But it's not real anymore. It becomes, you know, fairy dust. It becomes a fucking illusion. Because you can't be in love with someone that doesn't love you in return in that capacity. It just, no, it, it, it doesn't happen, right? So what happens is it's all about, at that point, you, you know, you're dealing with a woman who's just like, she's done with you. She's like, I moved on. I checked out of this. And women will do that, mm -hmm. right? Mm. They'll hit up, you know, they might say, okay, cool. You know, you, you messed up. Boy, you better stop playing around, boy. boy. But it's going to come a day where she'll be like, you know what? I'm over this shit. Right. And then when she's over it, she's really over it. And it's over, right? And no matter what you do, you can pull the sun, the moon, the stars, the wind and the mountains, you're not going to get her back. And if you do, it won't be the way that you had her originally when she really was into you. So at that point, you're really just wasting your time. True. Right? So that's why I say, you know, separate the difference between love and ego. And, you know, uh, once you do that, you'll be able to kind of maneuver in and out of relationships a whole lot better. So was your first course, so, because it sounds like what she said was right, the attorney, because the first thing you thought was, oh, hell nah, I'm out of here. You thought, how do we make this work? Yeah, how do we make this work? Or oh, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Wait, what's wrong with me? Am mm. I not famous enough? Wait, I don't have <laughs> enough money? Am I not good looking enough? These are all the things because... You know, we're all insecure creatures, especially right. when we're in the public eye. People won't talk about it. Mm. But it's the truth, right? The more visible you are, the more, you know, you start to look at yourself and hold yourself, you know, on the same standard that the public looks at you, mm. you know. And That's you good. can, I don't want to name names, but you can look at, you can look at certain, you know, famous people. And just be like, why are they bugging out like that? Absolutely. Right? But you don't realize they're holding themselves to a certain standard from when they walk outside and they got the paparazzi and they got the they got all this shit going on. And it's just like, and it, it really will eat at you mentally unless you know how to challenge, you know, channel it the properly. And, you know, shout out to Waka Flocka. Uh, that's my, you know, that's my fam. That's my man. And he told me, he said, Cisco, you know, when you wake up in the morning, meditate. Mm. Just take 20 minutes for yourself. Just meditate, you know, uh, and really get yourself together and, you know, center yourself before you even start your day. Because, you know, this world would just, you know, really tear you down, especially when you're in, the, you know, in the entertainment, in the public eye. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. That makes sense. And it's interesting, man. So I can imagine on all levels, men feel that same way. You, you internalize what happened. You take accountability. You really start looking at yourself. And in, in that looking at yourself, though, Cisco, did you feel like you were responsible for what happened? Was, was, that, was that the truth of the situation? Were you re really responsible for that form of betrayal happening on you? I think that's the natural way to look at it and think initially when it hits you. Because, I, you know, yeah, it's like, wow, when it happens. Yeah. You know, but the truth of the matter is, I think... Again, I'm no psychologist, but I've done en enough work. You know, they, you know, you know. They say do the work, which right. means go see a, a therapist, go see a counselor, go, go. You know, meditate. Really, yeah, go meditate. <laughs> right. Go put some work into yourself. And you know, uh, for me, the work I've done within myself has taught me to believe that, hey, it just wasn't right. Mm. It just didn't work out. 
we just weren't for each other. Why do we have to meet each other and date each other and be with each other and then think that just because we decided to meet each other, be with each other and be in a relationship with each other, just because we felt that way, it automatically meant that that's the way it's supposed to be. No, we're not God. We don't know what's ordained for us. We don't know what's in our path. That's, that's our destiny. We're trying to figure it out. So maybe it's just, hey, baby, we weren't right for each other. And whatever happened, you met somebody that took your time. If you were true, let me tell you something. I'm going to say this last thing about this. i never forget this. I was 19 years old. I was in New York City. I was really trying to figure out my career. I was an intern at Hot 97. I wanted to be a music producer and get into the music business. And I didn't know how to do it. So I used to go to this, every party I could get my hands on, right? And I was chasing after Andre Harrell, Andre Harrell, you know, God rest his soul, and you know all the famous executives, and I was just trying to chase after him in all these nightclubs in New York City. I was every night, and then one night this uh, guy, he was a bathroom attendant, and you know. Uh, he just pulled my coat and I was trying to ignore him. And he was like, let me tell you something. And I said, yeah. He said, you know what, young man, I see you all the time. You in these clubs, man, you know, and uh, you're talking to everybody. You're talking to the women, you're trying to get these females attention. You know, you're trying to, you know, uh, you know, uh, date them and or whatever. And he said, let me give you a valuable piece of advice. And I said, what's that? He said, like who likes you. You'll never go wrong, you know. And it took me about 10 years to realize what he meant because I ignored his ass, obviously. I was young. But I really, I really, you know, because you guys talked about it, right? It was like, oh, we're dating. What's the protocol? And, you know, how much money should you spend? And, you know, and how much should a date cost? All of that shit really doesn't mean anything when somebody just likes you, right? That's because true. it's like, Bro. if you really want to get to know me, we can meet at fucking Starbucks. I don't have to spend $300 at Houston's and, and all this shit, you know? So... I, that's the way I kind of look at it now. You know, I want to see it from a more organic perspective and, you know, figure it out that way. 100%, man. 100%. I, I, I like that. I, um, man, that just got me thinking about so much. I, I want to, I'm curious about this because, you know, betrayal, it works on both ends. You can be the receiver of betrayal or you can actually be the person that's, you know, just doing the betraying. So is the mindset comparable if you're on the other end of betrayal? If you're actually the person that, may have indulged in the cheating, the lying, the, the dishonesty. Do you take that same level of introspection when you get caught or when you put in a situation where, where, where you the, the person that's actually doing the, the victimizing, I, I say? I, I think it's the mature thing to do. I think a level of betrayal we don't think about is, and I have went through this myself personally, is we often betray ourselves first, right? That's what we don't often talk about, right? So it's kind of like a thing where... You know, you can betray yourself if you make promises to people. You you got the heart to do the right thing. You got deadlines, all these kind of things. You're trying to be nice about it. You're trying to accommodate, and you can't do it. You're actually betraying your, yourself doing that because eventually it's just self-sabotage at the end of the day, right? Instead of having boundaries and telling people, no, or I don't want to date you or I'm not going to do that, you just keep saying yes. You're betraying yourself, and you got to look at yourself and wonder, why do I do that? Do I need the attention? You know, do I need a woman? You know, do I think that if I give people this attention, which this is something I used to deal with, if I'm nice to a person, they, that means they're going to give it back. That's not what that means, mm -hmm. right? And so I used to suffer from that a lot until I learned how to have more boundaries. 
but it doesn't mean because I'm nice to you, you got to give it back, right? I'm just really sabotaging myself, betraying myself when I know I should just say no, or maybe I shouldn't be nice today, right? To you particularly, you know, so it just, it just depends But a person has to look at themselves and just wonder why they do things. And you got to be honest with yourself and you got to fix it from there. So I think that's the most important thing. That's probably one of the most common forms of betrayal I can imagine. It is. People do it every day and don't realize it. You know, when you can just say no, you can have better. We call it boundaries, but it's really the ability to just not betray yourself. That makes a lot of sense. Right. When you think about back to your relationships, though, LaVon, I I think you spoke to the um, betrayals that you face personally in your relationships. I think the the last one that you gave us was that, was it the harmful disclosure Mm -hmm. of information? Yeah. Was that the only, you know, bit of betrayal that you may have uh, uh, ever been exposed to? Oh, no. It's what Cisco mentioned. I've been cheated on before, you know, and okay. the, the number one thing I felt is like, what did he say? What did I do wrong? Am I good enough? Who is this other guy? <laughs> you know, is he better? Men ask the, these questions as an ego thing, right? So, and those are the things that have been the most traumatic or people, you know, lying, not being loyal, flipping again, changing when situations happen, when certain friends come around. Those seem light, but those are the most hurtful. If you share some time with somebody and people come around and then they just flipped and it's like they're against you all of a sudden, you just wonder, like, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, man, I would listen just to get some uh, to to get a temperature check. I want to see how much men in the chat right now, because if my brothers are in here, I want you to put me in the chat right now because I want to see the brothers. I really want to hear from the brothers tonight, if at all possible. Y'all know, listen. The ladies, they love to come up. They love to engage. They always involved. But if we could really hear from the brothers, that would be pretty powerful tonight because we talking betrayal. LaVon is here. He putting out some amazing work for us that we're going to actually talk about in just a few in the show. And he actually broke down these four areas of betrayal here for us that we discussing here tonight. And we talked a bit about the cheating. It's the lying. It's the um, uh, disclosure, of, disclosure information. of information. And it's the disloyalty. Break break down when you talk when you describe disloyalty, right? Right. How do you define disloyalty? Well, you know, loyalty and faithful people think it's the same thing. It's not, right? So faithful is if you're with a young lady, and she cheats on you, she's not being faithful. But loyal is really somebody just turning their back on you. It doesn't have to involve cheating, right? Mm. They can turn their back on you by saying things behind your back. They can act like a friend and really not be all these different kind of things. So how I've experienced that in the past is just people, I've had a situation when I was in a relationship where a person just changed when a certain situation came around. You thought they were a certain particular type of person. Mm. And it was the most hurtful thing because you spend time pouring into this person, you know, trying to be a good guy, all these kind of things. And then situations and people come around and it just flips and you just question the entire relationship. Yeah. You know, and that's that's it, we, it's not as high as like cheating as what we said tonight, but it's very hurtful. You know, it's very traumatic. No, I, I can imagine that. I think, you know, when I'm thinking about where it could potentially because I I think betrayal hurts the worst where we probably expected it the least. Mm, right. That's good. And I, I think the relationship you expect betrayal the least in are obviously your closest relationships. My best friend. Right. Right. My wife, the person who was closest to me, I'm not going to really be prepared for betrayal with the people that I love the most. My, my, my walls are down. I'm most vulnerable with. So obviously that's always going to hurt. 
the most, my family, right? When I'm when when going back to your marriage, because you were in a 15-year marriage, can you think of any act of betrayal that may have necessarily shocked you, surprised you, or that you necessarily weren't prepared for? And you know, how do we navigate that? Because I think again, that's that's probably the hardest one for especially our brothers, our men, to navigate and also figure out what to do at that point. Because the thing about our brothers is, I've noticed, it's a reason that women are falling for divorce more than us. Mm. We talk about this on shows. <laughs> the brothers will sit there and get their ass whooped in that marriage, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> They'll sit there and we'll, we'll be sad every day, like in the driveway, not coming inside. We just, we just not happy. And unless she files, we not gonna, the situation won't change. Right, right. And I'm not sure why that is. But we just we just want to hang in there. And it could be all types of these things going on, these situations. All, all four of those probably could be going on at once. And we just won't budge. So I'm just interested to hear personally, have you had any of those experiences? How did you maneuver in that situation? Yeah, yeah I've had, I, I can even go back even before the marriage. I think that um, when you talk about betrayal, I was kind of actually born into it in a way like I just found out who my father was just like seven years ago right Damn. so, so I, <laughs> wait so the the did you grow up with somebody else that you thought was your biological dad my entire life that's what I thought right I just found out like seven years ago insane and, and it started with a couple la layers of betrayal the last layer wasn't meant to be but the first layer was um my mom was dating my dad and they took a break like we all do and when she dated this other guy, he didn't say that he was already in a marriage and a relationship. He never said it, right? Mm. I came from that relationship. And when my mother got back with the dad that raised me, they agreed, let's not tell LeVon, let's protect him. So the whole intent was, let's protect him. So I was actually kind of born into us. I spent my whole life, you know, I have my cousin in here and different people in here, my whole life, cousin, grandmother, all these different people thinking one way. When kids used to make fun of me, I said, "That's not your dad. He doesn't look like you." Things because I'm I'm six four, light skin. My dad had raised me was like five ten, dark skin. <laughs> Wait, you know? and, and, the, and I just want to confirm: the only two people that knew was them two. The, them two. A few other people knew as well, but over time, other family members knew. So, about seven years ago, I had to process: where did I get this height? Where did I get my entrepreneurial ability? The way I speak, my the way I look. It it was it was it was, it was like uh, it was an identity check. Honestly, I, I feel like I lost my identity for like two years. Damn, seriously. Damn, hey, bro. I told I, I literally told this exact same story when we interviewed when we got interviewed by Love McPherson. Yeah. Because the crazy thing is, I actually had a very similar situation myself, but I, I didn't find I found out more so around like thirteen. Right. Right. And it is it is an identity crisis. You like looking at like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't even know who I was. Right. You, you, it's hard to explain to people, you know, and most people spend a lifetime trying to find their parents. I, I, I found them in 30 days. I, w I couldn't go to sleep. I was like, oh, it's not. Because what happened was I would look at old photos of like my dad that raised me. He's passed away now. I would look often and, and I would talk to my mother about it. And she was like, I know LeVon. And it seems like he's picking up on something. And when I do it, I'm going to find it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she told me, listen, here's the situation. And what I, what I had to do to get over it is I put myself in her shoes. My mom was in her 20s. She's a great one. We have a great relationship now. I talk to her every day. 
but she was in her 20s, nervous, and I looked at it this way. She could have aborted me, and I could have not been sitting here right now. Yeah. Or she was bold enough to do what she did, and I'm here, right? And her and my dad decided, let's protect him. The other piece of that is when I finally met him, we got along for a while, but I was like, hey, I want to meet the family. I want to meet my other brothers and sisters. He was like, no, we can't do that, which was another form of rejection. I'm like, why? Well, you're the second one out of wetlock that I've had, and if I introduce you to my family, they're going to disown me. Wow. So it's kind of like you're going to choose them over me, even though they've been here. That's the situation. I, I, I didn't ask to be here. But you're just going to not man up and say, you know what? I did it. Introduce. So all of those layers there. I'm, ne- I'm never mad at my mom because I put myself in her shoes and I understood it. But those layers were very traumatic for years for me. So my ability to be nice and kind to people and things of that nature, that's a choice I make every second of every day when I talk to people. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What did your mom say when you asked her why wasn't she honest about it? Uh, she just wanted to protect me. That's it. She thought that if she told me that story too early, that it would traumatize me. So, but this is what happens. You think that's okay when you're young, but as you get older and I'm 10 and I'm 20 and I'm 30, and then you're stretching out and I'm like 5'10 and I'm 6'1 and I'm 6'4 and I begin looking different, it gets a little difficult to explain that. Yeah. So you just hope maybe he'll never know, right? But, and even I I talked to my mom before I even came here, before I put it in the book and all these kind of things. And she said, you know what? Tell your truth. I experienced it. She's okay with me telling my truth. And her and I have a good relationship. But I want to tell people for you to get past things like that, you got to have empathy. I had to put myself in her seat as a 20-something-year-old woman, scared, excited about a new guy, being betrayed by another. And like, what would I do? We're not perfect. Why did she do what she did? And the intent was to protect me. And that's how I'm here. Did you? So you, would you classify that as betrayal? It technically is, yeah, because it's, it's lying. It technically is. Wow. Yeah. She she was betrayed. She was lied to, and so was I. She didn't mean to, and the intent was good, but technically, yes, because I felt the the effects of it. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, man. It's a lot of families, and we talked about this on the show. We had Dr. Tamer up here, Dr. Tamer Bryan, and she came up here. It's a lot of family secrets going on. It's a lot. Yeah. And like. I, I actually just found out today, and I got, ooh, matter of fact, let me be, let me be vague, <laughs> but I found out that it's somebody very close mm. to me that it's, it's, been a, it's been a running secret that, that who, I, who even I thought was his father is not, yeah. and he still don't know. We, wow. the, we, wow. the, we the same age. Whoa. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. Because like even when I found out, I felt betrayed. I'm like, yo, wait, why are we not telling them? Like, what's the situation? <laughs> yeah. Because in, in my mind, I'm like, yo, I, this is a conversation I, I want to have right now. And they're like, nah, no, 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 Ty, nah. That, can, that's not what you do. You can't describe what it feels like. You would literally look. I look myself in the mirror some days, and I would just like, where did I come from? All of a sudden, when you thought you knew, I can't describe the feeling. And then when you actually find out and then you are rejected, it's a whole nother layer. And I, it got to a point where a year after that, my dad called me and I, I wouldn't pick up the phone for a year after like so many months of meeting him. And yeah. I, just, I just manned up. I picked up. I was like, hey, what's going on? I said, you know why I don't answer the phone? He was like, why? I was like, because when we talk, you have no interest in how I became who I am. You don't want me to meet the family. I don't see the point. I don't, I don't even know the point. Wow. And I don't hate them or anything like that, but what's the point? 
you know, so that's where we are. Man, let's go ahead and get some. Let's man, can we get some brothers up in this conversation, yeah, please? Yeah, we're gonna try that. I'm, let's I'm, bring some brothers. Go ahead. I'm reading a couple of these super chats. Shout out to Gerald Davis. Said he actually had the same experience eight months ago. He's now 54, building bond with five new siblings. Wow. Research your DNA, fellas. Damn. Shout out Damn. to John Grove. Shout out to Turquoise. Shout out to all the new members joining the Harley Initiated. Shout out to them. And uh, shout out to Michelle for sending over that super chat. But I really do want to talk to I re- really do want to talk to some of our people so we can really find out like what the insides is in terms of this betrayal. And see here here's what I want to do for the brothers, okay? Because for the for the brothers, all right, what I want to happen is I want you guys to come in here. Anybody that has faced a layer, a level of betrayal, I want y'all to come up in this joint and talk to us about it. Whatever that might look like. I really want to hear from my brothers. The ladies, y'all can come up in here as well, but I'm just letting y'all know I am going to be favoring the brothers, to bring the brothers up on here. Ladies, as y'all know, y'all can always come up in here as well. But we're going to go ahead and drop the link in here now because I want to have this conversation with the fam. So, guys, for those of you who don't know, the link is going to be in the chat. I'm literally dropping it in here right now. So what's going to happen is you guys can click that, come backstage, and we will let you guys up one at a time. Now, for the sensitive situations, if you don't want to be seen, you can be anonymous. Just come back. You don't have to put your camera on, and we can still let you get up because I know some of these situations get crazy, all right? (laughs) But if you can, put your camera on because we want to take a look at you, and we in here rocking here with Cisco as well as LaVon in here, and it is going down. We in here talking betrayal tonight on Hardly Initiated. So I went ahead and I dropped that link. So I want y'all to come up in here and talk with the fam. And just again, you had this situation. You really gave us some really good perspective because a lot of us don't consider betrayal from the family. And I, I think when, when you consider betrayal in your family, it's some of the hardest betrayal to, to experience because those are the relationships that you typically are tied to. Right. Like we could cut the young lady off. Right. I could cut my best friend off. You wake up, I steal your mama the next day. That's true. She can't go nowhere. That's true. So you really, we're almost in those relationships forced to figure it out. That's true. And we forced to deal with it and look it in the face every single day. Where did you go after figuring that out to really, like, where, where did your head go to get to actually wrapping your mind around this and getting on the path of forgiveness at this point, which I'm probably sure you had to get on for your moms? For sure. It, it took about two years. I would say um, I was angry at first, to be honest. I was angry. I felt lied to. Um, I had a bit of an identity crisis, not knowing where I got my personality, my looks, anything like that from. And um, we just had conversations. And I just had to get to the point where I just told her, like, hey, I could have not been here. Because, you know, as a young, nervous woman, she could have just made a different decision, right? Right. And so, uh, but she didn't, and I had to be thankful for that. But it still took years and years and years to kind of get through the emotions. And it's the thing, the emotions come in waves. You don't get them all up front. So you think you're, like, past a particular thing, and then you'll realize, well, hey, my aunt's new, or my uncle's new, you know, kind of thing. Then you get angry again, (laughs) and these type of things. So it just takes the time to kind of look at yourself and realize what's important. And what I didn't want to do is, because my mother and I have a great relationship then, now, all these kind of things, I didn't want her to spend her latter years of her life me being mad at her. Life is too short. So what I ultimately did to answer your question is realize what's important. And that's what in betrayal, period, 
people have to realize. Every just because there's betrayal doesn't even mean you got to break up with somebody. It just means how do you deal with it? How do you handle conflict? You know, how do you talk through it? You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm not going to be upset at my family in the latter years of their life. So I got to figure it out. And I just force myself to think through it, look at myself, figure it out, have empathy, put myself in that seat and figure out why people made certain decisions. See, that, see, that's interesting. I'm, I'm happy you're talking through this because we got a reputation as men not to heal a damn thing. Right. Like yeah. we, it's even a saying that we don't heal, we hoe. Yeah, right. True. We just, we just go ahead. We take it on the chin and we just keep it pushing. That's just how men do. Right. But obviously it's, it's a better way to go about it. True. When it comes down to it. And you talking about these different layers of betrayal from a, you know, a woman or a person telling things that's very sacred to you, lying, cheating, and the, all these other, you know, these, uh, what was the fourth one, by the way? Uh, loyalty. Loyalty. Yeah. Showing levels of disloyalty. Yeah. When it comes to recovering mm. from these layers of betrayal, is it a one-size-fits-all solution to how that works? How, how are you giving brothers game to navigate out of that? It's definitely not one size fits all. I think people handle it different ways, and then you got to test it. I know relationships relationships that I've been through the way I heal and get over things is I go dark for the first couple of months. You know, I try to have very little activity with women and things of that nature, and I just look at, all right, even if I broke this off. So there's a difference. Some people kind of – you can make a decision. Some people more in relationships, they might say, well – we were so happy, things of that nature. I learned to separate the two. That's the person you met, and that's the person you broke up with. Two different people. So some people say, well, we met, we used to go to the park, and he used to do this, or she used to do that, and all these kind of things. That's the person I met a year, two, three years ago. The person I broke up with may have cheated or lied or something like that. That's the person I'm leaving. So that's the first thing I realized that that's, that's that person. The second thing, I go dark, I isolate myself, I work on myself. I look at what I may have did wrong to cause anything, whether I broke it off or not. And then I test it. I go date. I go in the world. And that's how you know if you fully heal. Somebody might say something. You're like, oh, sensitive to that. Now I learn. You go back and work <laughs> on it. Oh, I can't handle that. And go back and work on it. And then as you date, you'll let people know, hey, I'm sensitive to this one thing. I just want to let you know. As we get to know each other, you got to watch this one thing that I'm sensitive to. And if they can respect it, you grow from there. But that's that's normally how I do it. And, and would you say that you have fully because honestly man the reality of it is a lot of us really just walking around with open wounds that's true i think most of us really are in many ways is it safe to say that you fully healed still healing or where would you consider yourself on the spectrum of that event in particular that we just that we talked about i don't think anybody fully heals to be honest i think it's an evolving ever working kind of thing um the situation I'm talking about, like with my mom, things yeah. like that, I feel like I'm like 90 percent. Okay. You know? um, most of my relationships, you know, that I've been through, probably the same thing, 80, 90 percent. There's always something in the tank that you don't discover until you date another young lady and you hit something. You know, you realize like, oh, I'm still damaged because of this thing. Then you just go work on it. But I would never say I'm fully healed from anything. I think the humble route would be is just to keep working on something. So how does that work? I mean, do you still act? I mean, do you still pursue women and you actively date even though you're going through these emotional issues? Yeah, I think it's like a threshold. Like if I'm, if in the beginning I don't, but at a certain point I'll spend that time alone. At a certain point, if I date and I'm conscious of, I may need a little work, but I'm okay now. 
you know, to interact and give somebody something. Because that hits a point where emotionally you can't give anybody anything. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of guys can relate to that. It's like we can go out, but I can't give you nothing besides that. And when you hit the point where you get excited and you're emotionally emotional, emotionally excited about a person, and then, yeah, you, you kind of take it slow. But the way I do it is I'll tell a young lady, like, hey, I'm cool. I don't want to date right now. Or if I get to the point where I do, I will date. But I say, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with this one thing. If you can handle it, let's roll. If not, okay. See, that's mature because, like, the, the thing about it is a lot of – you'll you really see how brothers respond to adversity, especially – you you go to like a traumatic event like Cisco right. uh, described, like something really heavy happens in your marriage. A lot of times you'll really see what they resort to because a lot of brothers easily can go to having sex because we can use we talked about on the show we can use sex to medicate. True, right? We go to ha- we, we hit the streets and <laughs> medicine, right? That's the medicine right there. We can go to the porn, right? We can go to the liquor, we can go to the weed. We can use all of these things to escape and really not be dealing with what's right, what's right in front You're of just us. prolonging it. And just really prolonging it and escaping it at that point. So did you find, and Cisco, if you can let us know, because, you know, I'm curious to know that as well. Did you, do you feel like you took the appropriate steps to really begin that healing process and to, to get yourself to the next level? Or do you feel like you probably still probably walking around with an open wound from that situation that may have happened? Um, yeah, I definitely made attempts, you know. Uh, I got with certain people that, you know, were in the that space where they could, you know, kind of help me psychologically, you know, what I was going through. Um, shout out to my man, Loon. Um, you know, uh, he was an artist on Bad Boy, and uh, you know he uh, he came home and and had like a, a you know a great background, and you know just like you know becoming like a counselor, and he kind of helped me a lot at that time, and you know what I was going through, kind of weeding through it. Uh, shout out to Diamond White, who actually just walked in. Uh, you know she helped me a lot. Uh, when I was going through what I was going because figuring out what's wrong, you know, it's really, it's not a fair assignment because you don't know what's wrong. You only know, you don't, you, you just kind of just see, you know, from your side of the, the fence as to what you might think was wrong, you know? So understanding the full picture it's kind of impossible because even when you approach the woman and you and you try to have those hard conversations, they might tell you, you know, what they feel went wrong or, or what's off in the relationship. But I I really feel like a lot of the time they'll just kind of hold back a little bit, just you know, out of you know, for the sake of like not really just being brutally honest, you know what I'm saying? And causing tension or really trying to hurt you as a man. You know, by saying, hey, look, this is how I really feel, or this is what I really did, you know, on certain situations. So, you know, um, I think healing is a process, but it's a process that never completely ends. Mm. You know what I mean? I think we'll be healing till we die. Yeah. I don't think there's ever a point where it's like, okay, oh, cool. <clears throat> I have complete closure 
on this situation, you know, because it's like, if you think about it, every major wound to your body is going to leave what? A scar. Scar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that portion of your body is never the same. Yeah. Because there's a scar there, right? So it's the same thing for me, I think, when it comes to trauma and, you know, uh, you made a great point. I, I mean, it was I was really... Like captivated by what you said, I was like, "Wow, that's so fucking deep." Like when you said, "You know, uh, you know, as men, you know, we just try to take it on the chin." Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when we deal with shit, and it's like we'll try to find different ways to medicate mm-hmm. women, alcohol, weed, whatever it is. Yeah, but you know, it's—I wouldn't even call it medication. I would just call it. Just pacifiers, because there's a real medication can heal you. You know those type of things. They just pacify you. They just kind of like get you through that day, mm-hmm. right? But the next day you wake up and them same feelings, that same shit you was going through the day before that is still gonna be there. You know what I mean? It'll resurface. So those vices that you're talking about. They just get you, you know, through that day, through yeah. those hours, through that time period. So there's no real medication there because it's not healing anything. It's not, it's not fixing anything. It's just kind of getting you over the hump, you know, of that time period. So yeah, that's the way I look at that. No, that's a fact. Now you mentioned two different groups of people that you getting counsel from or getting some level of perspective yeah. and understanding from. You got the mentors or you know, kind of the people that you really trust, right? That's mm-hmm. in your tribe, so to speak. But then you also got the the lady that you might be dealing with. And um, I, I am very curious about this because you mentioned that the the ladies, they might not feel, you know, compelled to give you all of the truth, you know, kind of based on how they feel. So my question is, what is the expectation when you go to a woman and you reveal certain things or you try to get some level of understanding about what might have happened or what you might have missed out on, or, you know, what needs to be resolved or fixed what is the expectation from the woman do you expect her to kind of give you a hundred percent no matter how it's delivered you know what the issues are or do you expect her to have you know some level of finesse when it comes to kind of giving you what you should be doing should and should yeah, not but who you have to specify it who's the woman that you're talking about is she mm-hmm. a a woman that's also in the same space that you're in mm-hmm. okay that makes a a big difference because now to some capacity she has to like manage the relationship in a political way as well because you're both in the public eye and she has to look out for her career as well versus somebody that's just like you know just completely not in the industry yeah a normal person that doesn't have to worry about public image or persona so that's where it kind of gets tricky I could not imagine Cause that's you know, cause you're right, and that's my thought. Even when it comes to dealing with you know certain women, is if they have this level of um, you know, what would just celebrityism, or they're in the public eye, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I have to be looking out for myself because a mm. mistake, you know, even if it wasn't intentional, <clears throat> it could have some detriment to my personal brand. To kind of sorry, help but not understand. not to interrupt you. Yeah. I, I want to say this one thing because you said to me. If nothing else, uh, and me being here and joining you guys in this podcast, 
is important is that one thing that you said, and I want to reemphasize that as much as possible. And I want all the men uh, that's out there that's listening and watching this uh, podcast to listen to this. What that guy, what that man just said is probably the most important thing you need to hear in your life other than loving God. Love yourself. Look out for yourself. Put yourself first. I've made the mistake many a times in my life in putting my family first. I know it sounds crazy, you know, um, but sometimes you can put the people you love in front of you so much, you can lose sight of yourself. True. You can lose direction to yourself. You can lose faith in yourself. You can lose everything yourself. Mm. Put yourself first, you know, at all times. And then as a byproduct of that, you can take care of the people that you love and that you want to, you know, uh, outside of that. So I really want to emphasize what you just said and put that out there. If there's nothing, like I said, if there's nothing else that I'd say and you know all the stamp that I leave here from coming here today. I really want all the brothers that's out there, you know, listening and watching this to take this advice from me because I'm a guy who has looked out for people my entire career, you know, from uh, whether it's family, friends, so on and so forth. Um, at the end of the day, always keep yourself first. You know? There we go. I like yeah. that. There you have it. There you have it. And what I want to do, man, because I listen, I promised the people that we was going to do something special for them. And um, you got something very exciting to go about giving the audience. And I want to go about letting them know now. So, LaVon, first of all, let's tell the people the book, when it's coming out, what they can expect, and what it's going to be about. How are you going to give this world? Well, it's coming out in this spring, uh, in April. And we're going to release a physical book and an audio book to go along with it to talk about these situations. And so it's really about a lot of things that we talked about tonight. We're going to discuss all of my significant relationships in the book. We're going to talk about the lessons that were learned. And I think that'll help people, you know, so, um, and then we'll give away some autographed copies as well. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I got the link in the, in the, in the, in the description. I'm gonna drop it in the chat real quick. There you have it. So what ahead, look family, we're going to go ahead and we're going to drop it here in the chat, the link to the book. You guys can go ahead and get it now. And Betrayal, mm-hmm. the title of the book. You've been betrayed, so what now? You have been betrayed, so what now? And a lot of what we spoke about here, especially those four types of betrayals, you're going to be breaking that down in mm-hmm. a ton of detail. And you even go um, into a, a lot of your own story. I do. It's, it's about 10 lessons for those who still believe in love, faithfulness, and loyalty. That's what it's about. Damn. You still believe in it? I do. Okay. You got to do the work to believe. You got to do the work to believe. Because <laughs> right now, you still you still single right now, I'm brother. I'm single right now, yeah. Are you still, you know, hopeful about being able to find a long-term partner at this point? Um, Yeah, but I take my time to get there, yeah. I think, um, you know, like kind of to piggyback on his question about, you know, I've been single almost a year at this point. So, you know, and based on what he's saying, there's some things that – so I think when you meet a new a new young lady as well, if it's like what he said as well. If they're new, they shouldn't really know much about what's what. You know, I don't really expect much when I ask questions. But if you engage even a little more, a little deeper, I think that there's certain things you just shouldn't tell about certain relationships. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that don't even know what happened with me and my ex-wife or me and my ex-fiance. A lot of people don't know. You know, it just it just really depends. So I go into a lot of those different things. 
Beautiful, man. Beautiful. I'm, I'm just curious to know about you, Cisco. Cisco, you Because I, I don't know what I'm going to hear if I ask Cisco. Cisco, you hopeful? Shout out to my still? man, LaVon Lewis. I'm, I'm here for him. <laughs> I just want to make this known publicly. I'm literally... Because I'm going to keep... it. This is not my type of thing. Not because I... Again, shout out to you brothers for this platform. I think it's amazing. And the, and the opportunity you give brothers to, you know, really just discuss what they're going through when nobody else does. But unfortunately, I just grew up in an environment where it was like, yo, just keep that shit to yourself. Mm, mm. It just was what it was. And I grew up that way. And it's probably like when I look back at it, it's probably why I made like a lot of the mistakes I made because I never really, you know, took the time to really evaluate how I felt about things and stuff like that, man. So, you know. Are you still hopeful you could find a long-term relationship at this point in your life? I think relationships are, are, are conditional. You yeah. know, it's, um, I think answer. relationships are also transactional. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, it's conditional and transactional. So the conditions are based on what you can do for that person. The transactional part of it is you actually executing what you can do for them on a consistent basis and stability in that manner. And this is what it is. If you tell yourself anything different as a man, you are delusional. <laughs> tell me what it is. I think that's true. You're watching fucking yeah. movies. I'm, I'm just, it's, again, yeah. the views and opinions that here express are just those of mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I really feel that way. I think life has taught me that, you know, does love exist? Yeah. It's called your mama. Mm. So, Cisco, hold on, wait, wait. So, you're saying you don't think a woman can, like, just genuinely and authentically love you? You have rent. You have mortgage, right? You personally. Yeah, no, 100%. You have rent. You have mortgage, I do, right? I do. All right. So, if you have a woman that's there with you and you can't pay that rent and that mortgage and, you know, they come and they throw your asses out and now you're outside in the street and it's fucking freezing out there. You think she gonna sit there with you? She might for a day, for two, three, for four, five. Eventually, she gonna wake up and say, mm, "You know what? Levon just came by in his Bentley, <laughs> <laughs> and as handsome as you motherfuckers are, I'm getting the fuck on and going with him back to his beautiful house. It's warm in there, <laughs> cause it's warm in the mansions of Buckhead. Now, he, now he, here's the thing, though, Cisco. Yeah, could it be because you, you you in the you in the entertainment industry? Yeah. And I can't say that it's probably a lot of really great wives and even just men and women of character, you know, that's probably floating around you in that way. Could it be that, you know, the reason that you have that experience or, or having that experience is because of the type of women that you're around? Um, that would be the easy way to go with it. But no, my friend, it, it, it has nothing to do. It does aesthetically, but at the, in, in reality, it has very little to do with what industry you are in. Success is success, no matter how you color it. Yeah, I, I agree with Cisco. You hear it doesn't women, matter. You hear women say it all the time. I want security. I want those are the conditions. Stability and they want progress. What cologne do you have on? Uh, what do I got on right now? What you got on? Some some YSL. I, I can't remember. What YSL. What you got on? I'm not wearing cologne right now. Okay, well, shit, I got Creed on. I'm sure LeVon got some uh, $1,000 cologne on. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you something. Hold on, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell y'all a cologne that's better than all of the colognes we have on together. It's just called success. 
That's it. You can stink. You can look <laughs> like shit. You can wear bummy clothes. It doesn't matter. If a woman knows that you are that dude and you got it and her today, tomorrow, and the day after is straight mm. and her children are good, they're going to go to the best schools, the best colleges. They're going to have businesses waiting for them when they get up. Man, you know, it don't matter how you look, how fat you are, how stink you are. It does not matter. That is the best fragrance that a man can have. It's called success. Mm. Don't ever get it fucking twisted. Because I know dudes that have six packs and wear expensive cologne and Givenchy and they ain't got $2 to their name. And trust me, they might get a woman to hang out with them once or twice, but they ain't going to get them to marry them. Mm. And they won't get them. They won't. They won't get him to be loyal to him. Conditions. Conditions. So, so, so Levon, here's, here's the thing. You still want to be married. Yeah, I do. So, like, why? So, no, 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 no. no here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And we having a panel, man, we having an incredible panel next Monday where we're going to talk about this. All right. And if, if, if this is true, that if you marry a woman, anybody else that has any level of success greater than yours is in the vicinity She's going to go about leaving you to get that. And she has the opportunity to get him, obviously. Right. If what Cisco's saying, the reality is that she's going to leave you every time and go for him. Why no, would no, you want to be married? I never said that. I got to okay. correct that part. Okay. I never said that. I said that, you know, you have to be able to perform at the level in which they're content and they're happy. Not saying that somebody can come right. and do more for you. Okay. Then they can, That's and they'll true. just run off on your ass. I'm saying that whatever idealistically is in their mind, women have dreams. They have visions. They go to sleep. They wake up. Right. They look in the mirror. They have fucking journals. Women do shit that we don't do. They have fucking journals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they trying to see if they if what if it's how last real. year compared to this year. They they do shit like uh, vision board parties. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a man. I'm a real man. I'd have never had a vision board party in my life. But a women, like women I've been with, they're like, I, I'm, it's New Year's Eve. I'm going to go to, uh, and what the fuck? What, why are you going to? Because I want to predict my next year. I want to forecast it. I want to see it. I want to touch it. You know? So as long as you can measure up to what that is and you're within that scope and you're clear about what that scope is and you know you're be able to answer that call, yeah, I think you're good. I, I'm not saying that somebody, if she loves you, because love will be built within that. But understand, it, it, is, it is business, it's transactional, it's conditional, and a whole lot of other words that I can't even fit in right now. Do not think that it don't cost a thing, that it's free, and, you know, uh, it's just, you know, something that grows on trees and shit like, like oranges. It, it's just not, it's not, that's right. not true. I understood. I, 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 I agree with what he's saying. I mean, the the type of woman I would want would be that woman. But here's what we're not talking about. Like, I have conditions, too. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, and until my conditions are met, I won't get married, even though I want to. What's your conditions? Just to give me some, like, some, uh, an idea. Yeah, my conditions are I got to have what I call a partner. My woman got to be a partner and my best friend, right? And so what that means is that how we communicate, how we hang out. I don't want to just sit at the house. I want to have fun. You know what I mean? I want my own individual life, her individual life. We both have to have our careers. We got to support each other. This stuff sounds cliche, but it's stuff that lasts, right? So if I'm not just going to get married because I want to and those conditions aren't met, I have a miserable life. You know, it's about quality of life for me. So if I have a woman that's my partner and my friend that has a great quality of life, good energy, and we're both successful, 
those are my conditions. She has hers, I has mine, but it's not like I'm going to get married just because she's a woman and her conditions are met and not mine. No, it goes two ways. And if that doesn't happen, I'll just be single. <laughs> Understood. Understood. So it doesn't work like that. How, have you found, because this is interesting, because you, you've had your hand at dating women in, 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 in entertainment. For those of you, yes, they in the chat, they're like, is that... Evelyn Lozada's ex? Yes, y'all. <laughs> this is Evelyn Lozada's ex-fiance. Yeah. But you've had your hand in, you know, in entertainment and kind of being in that space. Do you do you think that your, your wife is going to be in that industry, or do you think your wife is, is going to be somebody a little bit more simple? I don't know. I mean, if, if I'm just honest in this moment, maybe somebody a little more private. Um, it wasn't so bad when I did it. I mean, we had an amazing relationship. You know, we, uh, we balanced the public and private very well, I think. Um, my preference, I'm just used to being private. I'm a private guy. So most likely in that arena, but who knows? You know, I'm open to whatever comes my way and I analyze it when it comes my way. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, then the DM's going crazy. Don't worry, ladies. Uh -oh. his, his IG we'll send him is to in the description. Did you want to bring up uh, <laughs> an, an initiate real quick or what? Yeah, go ahead, man. Let's go ahead. Y'all, listen, we got a couple. Do we got some initiates back yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. We're going to bring up Stephanie real quick. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Stephanie, Hello. Hello. <laughs> what's up stephanie how you doing what up, girl? i am doing well, I'm doing well. I, mean, I mean it's just wonderful, wonderful to see you guys, to see you guys and to hear and men really talk. really talk i really appreciate, I really appreciate this. this um and you um, guys and you allowing guys us allowing to kind of have, have a back like, like backstage, backstage kind of pass, kinda pass. Mm. right um yeah. so that's what um, i wanted to say first first and what i wanted to know was cisco said something about um and I'm trying and to I'm trying think, to think because, because I'm getting some, I'm getting feedback, some feedback here. Feedback here. Um, um, in terms in of terms not of knowing not what knowing he did, what he did wrong, wrong after, after the relationship, relationship ended. ended. My question, question to you to is, is, do you really, do you recommend, really recommend that women that should, women tell, should men tell men what they, what did, they wrong did wrong when the relationship, when the relationship is, is over? Is over. And, I and I ask this because do you really think that men are ready to have that kind of talk? Many women, many women don't, don't want to, uh, uh, many men many don't men want to hear this. this. They look they at it look as at criticism, criticism and they're not, and they're ready, not ready or in a headspace head to become a to become better, better person, person at that particular, at that particular time. time. Let's say they're not, they're in, the not in the headspace to do that. To do so they'll that. hear so it as criticism. It may blow up in a woman's face if she doesn't know how to do it or if he's not ready to hear it. I myself, I myself have actually have had to do, had it, to recently. do it recently, um, um, and, and the guy, the guy said, said, you really you hurt really my feelings, my feelings but you did, but it, so you did it so respectfully, I can't even, I can't be, mad. even be mad. So everybody, everybody doesn't, doesn't have, have like, like the skill, the to, skill do that. to do that, and if they, and if don't, they don't, it could go, go really, really wrong, really wrong fast. fast. What do you say? What do you say? Interesting. Interesting. Well, what do y'all think about that? So, wait, first of all, do y'all understand? Do y'all understand the question here? What she's talking about? Okay, go ahead, Levon. What you got? I would say I, what she's talking about is closure, in my opinion. I think mm. everybody deserves closure, and the way you delivered it seemed like the right way. Uh, me, if a relationship ends, I want closure. I don't care how hard it is, because I want to learn and get better for the next person or for myself. I think it does me a disservice to in something and it was my fault and I don't know why. I just keep mm -hmm, repeating it. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody deserves closure. And if a person doesn't want it, they're just not mature enough to handle it. Maybe you made the right decision. <laughs> okay. Cisco, what's your thoughts on that one, Cisco? Um, I mean, honestly, after listening to what, you know, how you doing? <laughs> um, after listening to what you said, uh, 
to be honest, my best response is uh, men are eggs, women are tennis balls. The men are eggs in a sense where the outside of us feels a lot harder, but the inside is very soft. And women, you know, are tennis balls. The outside of women feels very soft, but the inside is a whole lot harder, you know. So a lot of the times, as men, we might say, tell me who he is. What the fuck? What's he doing? What's he got? But the reality is we're not really ready. You know, we're not ready. It takes it takes time. It takes years to really grow to a space where you can maturely go to your woman or your ex woman and be like, "Hey, man, you know what was it about that relationship, or what was it about what I was doing that just didn't work for you?" And be able to take it in a form of constructive criticism, rather than just be defensive and let your ego just you know uh, uh, drive the way. You know, so yeah, that's that's the way I, I would. Uh, you know, I look at that type of stuff. Hell of an analogy. Yeah, yeah that was good. It's still got a lot of wisdom in here. Yeah. I, I was yeah. actually talking yeah. to um talking to a young lady today and, and she was saying um how she dated uh, a guy three years ago. And she said they recently had a conversation and yeah. she talked about how important that was for her. And she was like, you know, I wasn't looking for the dude. I'm not trying to date him again, but she said, I didn't realize how much weight I was still carrying from that relationship. And she was like, the conversation with him just provided closure simply because she got the opportunity to express herself and kind of what the, the things that she thought was going on and what was happening. But I'm curious, how many men do you think, <laughs> how many men do you think would actually go back to a young lady mm-hmm. and have that conversation of closure? I just don't think many men would sign up for that. Right. I, you know what? To be exactly. honest, bigger than the closure, I think it's more important if if you, you know, if you really love somebody, if you really love somebody, you should want to feel like no matter what happens in life, past us even being together, I'm going to be there for you. True. Even right. if another guy comes and he disrespects you, I'm pulling up. If you need somebody to talk to or shoulder to cry on, I'm here. That's to me, is what I've learned is real love. Real love exists when you're not even in the same space with that person romantically. You just still fucking love them and you'll still do anything for them. You know, so sometimes you, you might feel like you have closure, but it's, it's never really closure if you still love somebody because it, the, 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 it's still open. The, the love is still flowing from you to them. You know, so I don't, I don't look at it that way, man. You know, uh, I, uh, my ex-wife... Uh, you know, I've gotten criticism from women I've dated and people I've been like, oh, why you do this and why you do that? Fair? But I love her. It's the mother of my kids. Exactly. And guess what? If it's you or her, I'm picking her first. If you don't like that, then hey, this shit ain't gonna work. Because she got my fucking kids. So I gotta make sure she's straight, they straight, their lives are straight, their house is straight, they ain't nobody fucking with them. Because let me tell you something about this. Uh, a bad man in her life is gonna be a bad man in my kid's life. So I got to be ex-husband, big brother. I got to be the best friend. I got to be all these things, you know, to make sure that this process is okay and the right man lands in that equation. So when I'm in L.A. and I'm shooting a movie or I'm, you know, recording an album in Atlanta or Miami, I'm not worried about some asshole in the household of, you know, my ex-wife and my children that's just kind of polluting the environment. You know, so... Big love, you know, for me is is you just putting your feelings to the side and making sure that everybody else is straight. 
There you have it. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming up here and asking that question. Okay, sweetheart? Thank you, thank guys. You, love guys. your heart. Love your thank heart. you. Thank you. Thank you. We Always. Love you too. We got one more in this shit we're going to bring up here. I actually got a brother that came up back here. Man. Big shout out to the brother. I got Xavier backstage coming up on here. Xavier, what's popping with you, brother? What's good? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Good. Doing good, I'm man. blessed, man. How, How you? you living, Xavier? I'm doing good. I'm doing How about y'all? Blessed, man. Give us your age, your location, and your question, brother. All right, my age, I'm 29 years old, and I'm in Houston, Texas. All right, what you got for us? All right, actually, I wanted to actually touch on the topic we were talking about with betrayal. And I know that y'all were actually thinking about how there were different instances of how there were different betrayals that people had. And for mine was actually on my very first date that I actually ever had, where I was actually getting ready, getting ready to go on a date with this one young lady. And I didn't ask her, she asked me. So everything was going great. I'm about to ready to go and get ready for the date and all that. And it ended up happening where she stood me up and I ended up finding out that she actually showed up with another dude. Wow. That happens. That is at the same place that she was supposed to take her on the date on? Same exact place. What's your name? Xavier? Yeah. Yeah. She did your favor. Definitely that because at this point, I don't even actually even give her any energy. I don't have any problems with whatever that she did. Honestly, I don't even think about her anymore. Has she tried? Has she tried? The best thing a woman can do for you, the best thing that, and I never forget, you know, the best thing a person can do for you is show you, you know, who they are. And when they do, believe them. That's it. And just walk. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. First of all, see. That's crazy. That is a betrayal. Yo, I can see if she went somewhere else, but she went to the same restaurant. That's honestly, bro. She did not have respect for you at all, brother. And you know, no, no, she didn't have respect for herself. I agree. With no, that's do that. a fact. I agree. She with didn't that. respect for herself. That's a fact. That's not playing the brother. She's playing herself. No, one hundred percent. And then she bring the new guy even around. No. <laughs> Savage. Does she, has she reached out to you? Nope. Nope. Okay. Okay. What did you do when that happened? Because this is this is actually very interesting to me. Yeah, after that happened, I went ahead and just enjoyed myself. I had a great time on that day with myself. You should have sent them around a round of drinks on you. <laughs> I'll do something like that. And be like, enjoy yourself. Thank you for not wasting my time. But what I like about what he did, he didn't leave. That's what I like. He just sat there, took it, enjoyed himself. That's what I like. Oh, that's tough. Did you, carry, did you carry that same, like when that happened to you, did you have a little residue on you going into the next lady? Hmm. Actually, I would say Actually, I would have that residue a bit now, even. So you still a little, a little hurt by it? Just a little just bit. A little only bit. just only just whenever I'm actually about to go on a date with anybody else, I'm a bit more cautious about how everything's going and making it more of an initiative to actually have more control over it. So something like that doesn't happen again. But it's some signs, right? I'm sure it was some signs before it laid up to the first date where he could have potentially, you know, recognized these signs that she might be a woman that would do something like this. What 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 type of things are those? Like, what type of signs can a guy look out for? When and ask like, Xavier that, because yeah. I'm curious to know, Xavier, knowing what you know now, I'm, I, I can assume you're a bit more wise at this point in your life. And what, wait, 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 how recent was this? This was, this actually, was actually about, about two, three years ago. Two, three years ago. Okay, oh, damn. So he's, okay. Fresh, so, this so that was like 26 years old. And right. I, wait. That was your first date at 26? Yeah, I really yeah, don't actually date out that, that much. Only because, because 
I mainly been focused really on really just getting really myself just right. Because right. if I'm actually going to be dating somebody, somebody, I'm looking to actually, actually be in a relationship, in a relationship and actually for that to be long term. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Are you, are you a virgin? No, no. Okay. I want to ask you this because knowing what you know now, were there some signs to show that she was this type of person prior to you accepting this date? That's the thing. That's there wasn't any. Wasn't Even any. looking back at it now, I'm still boggled by it that there were no signs that I could really look back and say that probably was an indicator that it wasn't going to work. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't continue to beat yourself up. I think Cisco is right about her doing you a favor. I think that if anything, this is going to help your your vetting process when you talk to another woman. Because typically this happens, the signs that I see is when a woman is inconsistent in communication, say she'll call you back, she won't. Yeah. You know, her stories change, these are kind of things. But you just you just learning the caliber of woman that you don't want through the situation. I wouldn't right. beat yourself up about this. You didn't even get to know her that much for it to even hurt. You're just like, all right, that's what that looks like. Ignore that. Yeah, people got their own laws, man. People got these right. their own laws that they live by and that they operate by, and that's the. I mean, the dating is a war zone, so you it never is. know who you who you gonna get. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's unfortunate that that happened, man. But I, I agree with Cisco on this one too. It's just like you just got to keep it moving. Charge it to the game, fella. Yeah. Hey, Xavier, thank you so much for coming up here and asking that question, brother. Shout out to Xavier, man. That's tough, man. His first ever date. First of a day. But she came to the same restaurant. It's like very savage. Uh, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. For him to stay there though, that was I can't believe that. That's, man. that's, that's pretty gangster. That's gangster. It's gangster, man. He don't realize he's tougher because of that. That's why I'm, I'm glad he sat there. Man, let me tell you something, Xavier. Listen, if it's some other things going on, or if it's some things that you're seeing that's not working out for you on a consistent basis, send us an email at info at hardlyinitiated.com so we can stay tapped in, brother. Because I just want to follow the story at this point in time and see how these future dates are going for you and making sure they better. As a matter of fact, if your future dates ain't better, it's probably because you ain't got this Harley and Love deck. We ain't even told them oh my what's God. going on. Don't we have some special yeah. going on this month? So, so guys, Please let them know, Ryan. Yeah, so we, we actually bring it back to Love 20. We bring it back to Love 20 discount code. So 20% off this your, your pack of these cars. The thing about the cars, man, so we sold out of the first 500. Mm. So we had to order new inventory. So y'all got to be patient with us. But the thing is, the feedback that we've been getting on this car. Can you, can you throw us some photos, Lano? So we got people playing in groups. We got people playing in restaurants. We got people playing at home, parties, everything. And the questions, though, the questions is driving people crazy. So we're going to actually reveal some of these questions next week. Yeah. Because that's what people are going crazy for. No, they really are, yeah. man. It's starting some really incredible conversation. And con listen, some of the conversations that y'all ain't having until about year two, you're going to have... On week two, when you got this yeah. Harley in Love Day. But I had a, I had a uh, we, we actually had an initiate send us an email about this, but this was actually good. He decided, because he actually went on the first date with a young lady, went to a bar. Mm. He pulled out the deck of cards, thought it would be cool to have a few, right? She did not want to play. Mm. Yeah, she didn't make it to the second date, so. Wow. <laughs> Red flag. Red flag. Like if, you, if you have a first date and you don't want to do something as simple as answer a few questions in the card game, I just can't rock with you. It's she done. ain't the one, player. She ain't the one, man. She ain't the one, but this is what I will say. Big shout-outs to both of you brothers coming up on here, being vulnerable and chopping it up with us here today. The people in the chat got a lot of opinions, but for the most part, enjoyed this conversation and hearing the perspective of us men. And the thing about it is, a lot of times, yeah, ladies, listen, y'all say that the men don't speak enough. So when we speak, I just need you to make sure that you listen. 
All right. That's the biggest thing that I can ask. And big shout out to all the fellas that's in here as well. Making sure you in here bettering yourself and getting you some game again. Shout out again to my brother with the book dropping that's coming out in April. April. The book is coming out in April. April. Guys, listen, the link right here is in the description. So you can go right here in the description. If you're watching the replay and you can click it and cop it, work on yourself, better yourself this year, y'all. I'm not playing no games. My goal is two books a month. Personally, I'm really going to go after that 44 number this month. I mean, this year. And if you ain't got ambitious goals, you're not a reader, it's okay. At least copy. Are you dropping an audiobook as well? I am. Same day. Dropping audiobook. an audiobook as well. So if you don't like to read, you got no excuse. Go ahead and copy the audible. But thank you so much, LaVon and Cisco. I appreciate you, brothers, for coming up on here and chopping it up with the people today. All right. Listen, if y'all already have made it this far, have not subscribed, just go ahead and hit that subscribe for us so you can help us grow this channel so we can continue to have amazingly impactful conversations. I appreciate everybody that has tuned in. Make sure you come in here next Wednesday. We have an incredible panel. We're bringing the husbands in next Wednesday. And we're probably going to address some things that we talked about here today as well. But y'all already know how we do it. Hardly initiated. We are out.